Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm ready to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. Don't you hate being dismissed and lied to? Especially by people you are supposed to trust. For many of us, it can feel like the biggest betrayal. This is exactly how I felt back when I was 18 years old and told by my doctor, very confidently in fact, that hormonal birth control pills were going to fix my period problems without any noticeable side effects. I remember being told that the pill was going to treat my crazy PMS symptoms, my period pain, my seven days of heavy bleeding, and all the other symptoms that I was dealing with at the time. So at the start of my freshman year in college, after avoiding the pill all of high school, despite the pressures from friends, doctors, magazine ads, even family members, I finally caved and got on the pill to fix all of my issues that I now know were being caused by lifestyle, what I was eating, and environmental toxins. More on that a little later on. And no surprise, within a couple of weeks, my body went into a nosedive of chaos. It felt like I was a crazy person on the pill. I immediately gained 10 pounds out the gate, couldn't control my moods. I was bloated, migraines. I felt like I was on a roller coaster of mood swings and anxiety, and I just didn't feel like myself anymore. After complaining around two to three months into this, I was upgraded by my doctor to the Depavera shot. And I was sold that this dream shot, number one, had less symptoms. I only had to take it every quarter, so four times a year, and I would have zero periods. Now, at the time, I was convinced, like so many other people, gosh, people are still convinced, that's what this episode is all about, that it is okay to not have a period. And I'm here to tell you that that is not true. And even the periods that you may have on hormonal birth control pills, whether it's an IUD or a transdermal or the pill itself, those bleeds are technically pill bleeds. They're not menstrual cycle bleeds or ovulatory bleeds. They're not the real deal. They're fake because we literally shut off the reproductive system, your menstrual cycle, by getting on the pill. That's the point of it. It's contraception, right? And so the promise that I would never have a period while I was on the Depavera, unfortunately, knowing so little about the importance of this fifth vital sign, I said yes. And let me tell you, I still regret not trusting my gut instinct to get off the pill entirely after those first three months or so, like never again touching the stuff because the Depavero shot, if you, I hope you were never on it. I hope no one you ever knew was on it. It was a new kind of evil that I was not ready for. I felt like I was crawling out of my skin, except that it felt like I was in somebody else's body. I lasted, I think, three rounds, definitely two, I think a total of nine months. And I'll tell you what, after those three rounds at the depot, I finally quit hormonal birth control for good. And I'm so grateful even to this day. It was literally a little over a year of hell because my body felt like it was in a tailspin. The side effects of that medication was so severe for me that I wouldn't have recommended it to anybody. Now, I know I've been saying this for a long time, for many, many years now, but hormonal birth control pills 
are merely a band-aid. They can't fix the problems that I was having. They can't fix overall period problems at all. That's not the purpose of them. Yes, you can feel some diminishing of symptoms. That's what they do on a good day. Hormonal birth control, when there's no side effects of their own, which for so many women, that is just not the case. Many of us deal with serious side effects. That's why only 50% of women last a year after getting on the pill. I was definitely, I barely made the cut of the other 50%. I made it a little over a year and then gave up on them. But on a good day, hormonal birth control pills only mask or suppress symptoms. On a bad day, they also have very severe, nasty, yucky side effects. Now, imagine it's the equivalent of your body screaming at you, big SOS sign, right? That something is not right in the body. And then the pill just basically tells your body and your hormones to shut up. And that's why I often call the pill the shut up pill, because often not only is it shutting up all of those symptoms and what's really going on under the surface, but I find doctors tend to placate us with the pill to just kind of shut us up over here as well. Now, because we all know when you come off the pill, however many years later, oftentimes those symptoms come raging back sometimes worse than they were to begin with because you never really addressed the root cause, right? You just kind of shoved it in the back while you took the pill. And at this point, after years of suppressing that underlying problem, you may finally get that diagnosis or a treatment protocol that targets the underlying issue, right? If you've got a good doctor and they really want to investigate. Now, I will say that the caveat on all of this is that the pill didn't necessarily cause these problems, right? But it may have worsened the problems in two ways. One, the pill is a medication, as I mentioned earlier, with side effects that mess with your body. And for some of us, it just makes things worse. Number two, it prolongs the problem that was already brewing before you got the pill to fix the problem. And what I also know, because we're going to get into the root causes in just a minute, is that whatever is driving your menstrual cycle to be off, your, your PMS symptoms, the bloating, the mood swings, all of that, it's probably also having an impact on other parts of the body. So yeah, you could use the pill and suppress maybe that little part of the situation, but best believe there's probably other areas in your body that's being affected by that same root cause, right? Because the body is so interconnected in that way. So now that I shared a little, little bit about kind of my personal experience, you know, I want to know, has this happened to you or someone that you know, you know, has it happened to someone that you know even recently? You know, have you been told by health magazine articles, doctors or experts that it's okay to not have a period and that suppressing your menstrual cycle is safe and a good idea? Well, I'm here to tell you that that is a bunch of crap because it is. Having a healthy ovulatory menstrual cycle is a must. That's literally what makes us us. A regular period is a part of the deal. Your period is a result of ovulation and then not getting pregnant in the luteal phase, right? We ovulate, main event, we go through the luteal phase, your body isn't pregnant, then if we don't get fertilized, right, then you bleed to shed the endometrial lining so that you can start to cycle all over again, right? We are cyclical beings. That's how we operate in the world. And the fact that this is controversial in the world is mind-blowing to me. How is it that the natural process of what's going down with our body that is so critical for the human survival, even up for debate, 
Now, as I said here on the show many, many times, your menstrual cycle is a vital sign, whether you want to have kids or not. And I'll tell you right now, there were many, many years where I didn't think I wanted to have kids, right? And then changed my mind and, and had a beautiful baby. But there was decades where I had a menstrual cycle and not necessarily any intention of getting pregnant. But I also knew that by knowing my cycle and by knowing how my body was working, I was able to heal my body. And this is the number one reason we need to have periods. And guess what? I got four more reasons that I'm excited to share with you in just a moment. But the number one is the most important today, right? Now, if you want some proof that your menstrual cycle is indeed important enough to be deemed your fifth vital sign, like that's how critical this is. In 2004, which might I note was a long time ago, I mean, not the longest time ago, but long enough of a time, right? It's 2022 right now. And yet doctors and medical institutions have not updated their protocols and people are still saying that it's okay to not have a period. What is going on? So back in 2004, the Society for Menstrual Cycle Research co-sponsored a scientific forum called The Menstrual Cycle is a Vital Sign, and medical experts presented research showing evidence that the menstrual cycle is in fact a vital sign as an indicator of overall well-being in women. Finally, 10 years in 2015, technically 11, we make slow progress here when it comes to women's bodies. The American College of Obstetrics and Gynecologists This committee on adolescents' health published an article, Menstruation in Girls and Adolescents Using the Menstrual Cycle as a Vital Sign. The study included an extensive evaluation of menstrual cycle in adolescent girls as an additional vital sign and found that just as abnormal blood pressure, heart rate, and respiratory rate may be key to diagnosing potentially serious health conditions, identification of abnormal premenstrual and menstrual patterns in adolescents may improve early identification of potential health concerns for adults. The ACOG committee, fifth sign assertion, asserted that if the menstrual cycle does not function within normal parameters, general health is at risk because multiple body symptoms are impacted by menstrual dysfunction. Now, committee clinicians emphasize the critical role of menstrual patterns in reflecting overall health status, and the ACOG research recommended including this information with all other vital signs within the review of systems and history of present illness. And I just want to note that it's so critical that we look at the review of systems and history of presented illness every single time we see patients. And so the fact that this is being recommended, that it be added at the other vital signs. And that's why every time you go into your doctor's office, they ask about your period. Like, where are you on your period? When was the last date of your last period, right? It is now built into or should be built into the same as looking at, you know, right? They look at our blood pressure. They look at our temperature. They look at our respiratory rate. They look at all these things and they should be looking at your menstrual cycle. Unfortunately, I will say that although even if it's been included, (laughs) a lot of practitioners still don't know what to do with this information, right? And hence why often we're told 
that birth control is an easy solution to anything, right? So I just wanted to speak into, we have seen in research and it should be in medical literature everywhere and definitely bedside at this point in your doctor's office that your menstrual cycle, especially when we're young in our you know teens, 20s, 30s, that this is a critical link to the overall health and well-being of our bodies. So I feel very connected to that. And I don't understand why this is not being, I just really struggle with how we're missing the mark here. And why are we being told that we can just not have a period? Not gonna lie, but I am, that's why I'm like having a moment. I just get so outraged. (laughs) That's how we started this, right? You feel, so often I feel dismissed and lied to because it feels like we're getting the runaround. Now, that's not to say that I'm against birth control as a form of contraception. I am all for that. But to leverage birth control and tell women and girls that it's okay to not have a period, that is outrageous and that is inappropriate. So now I want to go into the other four reasons for why we need to have a period. I feel like I just need to plead this case out. Number two. Having a period and an ovulatory cycle gives us clues into what is going on with our body when we start to experience symptoms. Having an ovulatory cycle and tracking it, right? We want to make sure that we, we're tracking it so we know what's going on, even if it's inconsistent or abnormal. When we run labs, especially a comprehensive hormone test lab, and you have a good practitioner or functional practitioner they can determine what is going on. They can tell if it's your thyroid or it's low progesterone, it's early perimenopause or it's insulin resistance. But if you're on hormonal birth control pills, these are much harder to discover because you have shut down those sex hormones. It's really difficult for us to identify what's going on if we are masking those symptoms and we are masking the way that the body normally functions. I feel like that is a really great reason to have your period. Number three, Ovulation, right? The main event happens in the middle of the cycle, contributes to your overall health and well-being. Now, I know you heard me say it and it bears repeating. I've already said it, I think once or twice already, but it is the main freaking event. It's why we're here. It's literally why we're all here. I know we put so much stock on the period, right? But it's about ovulation. It honestly should be called the ovulatory cycle, not the menstrual cycle, because it's about ovulation. I don't know who deemed it the menstrual cycle, but they got it wrong. Without ovulation, there is no progesterone. And ooh, mm -mm -mm. do we need some progesterone in our lives? She is a natural chill pill. She helps us to have more resilience against stress and so much more. She is like the yummy Oh, yummy, cuddly blanket at night, right? She eases anxiety. She helps with sleep. Oh my goodness. And she maintains pregnancies. If you're trying to get pregnant, that is a big, big win. She is bringing the business. And without your menstrual cycle entirely, you're not making estrogen or testosterone either, right? So we need these hormones and we need them in full circulation. And this is why it's reason number four. Your sex hormones are playing a bigger game than you can ever imagine. And they're doing a lot more than running your menstrual cycle. Yes, your menstrual cycle is a really big deal. Yes, we need those sex hormones to make the magic happen, but they are doing way more behind the scenes. They are literally, these sex hormones are why women are women. Biologically, physiologically, they run the gamut. They're running the show. 
They are supporting metabolic health, emotional resilience, brain function, heart health, bone growth, and good bone density energy production, immunity, sleep, and so much more. Your sex hormones have receptor sites on every single cell in the body. Yes, even your immune cells, even your neurons, right? And suppressing these hormones, best believe. When you do that, you are changing your body and not in the best way. And it makes so much sense. If you've ever been on hormonal birth control pills and it totally whacks you out, that's because you are whacking out these critical sex hormones. One of my favorite examples of this, because this is one of a topic that is near and dear to me, I love talking about the benefits and the concerns around estrogen, but also I love talking about metabolic function in relation to our hormones. And what we know is that estrogen improves insulin sensitivity, which we all need, and it helps the brain turn glucose into energy so that we are firing on all cylinders. That's just one example. So you strip your body of that because you're on hormonal birth control, you just don't have enough estrogen to make this amazing process happen consistently and robustly. Leads me to last one, number five, your cycle, which your period is a part of, is your superpower. I know that it was never told to us like this. I know that so often we feel a lot of shame and we feel a lot of embarrassment and a lot of guilt and just weirdness around our cycle, around our period, because it was never shared with us that it was our superpower. I hope that in the coming generations, our daughters and granddaughters, they feel so different about their cycle. They feel so empowered by what their body can do. Because when we leverage the four phases of our cycle, we can tap into our amazing potential that only we have. Each phase offers opportunities for us to lean into our body's greatest assets. Now, I'm not going to break down the full four phases for you today. I literally just did that last week. And it was titled, Why Women Aren't Small Men and How to Navigate Poor Health Advice When You Have a Period. It was episode, actually, it was just the episode before this. I totally forgot. It was episode 350, which it felt super good to make that episode number 350, by the way. Oh, so now that you have my five big reasons, and I am recording this at 10 o'clock at night right now on a Sunday evening, I want to quickly circle back to how we can do better in medicine when it comes to identifying and addressing the real root causes for period problems like abnormal periods, short periods, heavy painful periods, heavy bleeding, PMS symptoms, and so much more, right? This is the real conversation that we need to be having. These are the questions we need to be asking. As a practitioner, I need to be asking, why is your cycle inconsistent? Why did it disappear? Or these are questions rather that you could be asking your doctor, like why is my cycle inconsistent? Why did it disappear? Why is it so light for three weeks in a row? Why am I not ovulating? Or when I do ovulate, it jumps around everywhere, right? These are the questions we should be asking our doctors and we should be getting answers to them. And it's important that your doctor's asking you, what does your Dutch test have to say? What do your hormone labs have to say? What do your sex hormones say in relation to other hormones like cortisol, thyroid, testosterone, and looking at insulin, but rather hemoglobin A1C, right? We need to look at all of the connecting parts and see where did this root cause come from? These are the questions that we need to be asking more often. These are the questions that our doctors should be inquiring about as well. This deserves a conversation. Our bodies deserve the conversation. 
So no surprise, as I mentioned, it's all about these root causes, which I've talked about a lot in other episodes. Now, since your cycle is a vital sign, it's indicating that something under the hood needs to be addressed. So let me take a moment and share the most common root causes for an irregular menstrual cycle. Probably one of the biggest ones, definitely one of the biggest ones I've seen since the start of the pandemic, even before the pandemic, was is stress, was and is stress. And this could be stress from over-exercising, from over-fasting, from feeling over-committed, and you know, not eating enough of the key foods, right? Or it could be stress from jobs, it could be stress from relationships, it could be trauma, which I'm gonna get to in just a second. Next, it could be nutrient deficiency. This is a huge part of the puzzle. It could be deficiency in zinc, magnesium, B vitamins, iron, vitamin C, and omega fatty acids. These are all critical daily supplements that we need every single day, and oftentimes, We just aren't getting enough of them. And it can have a profound impact on ovulation and our menstrual cycle. Next, toxins and a sluggish liver, right? We know the liver is a big part of this whole puzzle. And it also could be due to insulin issues. It could be due to insulin resistance. Sugar plays a huge role in your menstrual cycle. Hence, you know, when we see women with PCOS, which again, millions and millions of women are suffering with PCOS all over the world. And insulin resistance is a big part of it. It's a connection to metabolic issues. Next is gut issues, right? Leaky gut syndrome or IBS or, you know, you're dealing with not enough HCL inside of your stomach. There's a couple different things that could be going on with the gut issues. It could be an imbalance in the estrobolome. Trauma could be playing a major role here as well. And then the other thing that could be playing a role too is hormonal birth control. And hormonal birth control can mess up your cycle for up to nine months or possibly longer. For me, it was a year. You can suffer from symptoms of hormonal birth control even months after you've been off hormonal birth control. So just something to be thinking about. These are all concerns. Another one that I think it's worth digging into, I know it had a major, major issue for me was thyroid issues. When I was dealing with my thyroid issues, I had severe estrogen dominance, crazy PMS symptoms, and luteal part of my cycle was slightly shorter. Sure enough, we looked at thyroid labs and there it was, right? So it's important to dig further in to find out what's going on with your body and then address it. Now, if you wanna know where to start, because I always love to kind of point you in the right direction, I would first always focus on loving your gut, so feeding your gut healthy, hormone-loving foods, and I've got lots of guides and books and podcasts on that topic. I'm actually going to share a podcast episode with you in just a second. Reduce stress with mindfulness practices, and even five minutes of meditation a day can make a massive difference. And then replenish any nutrient deficiencies that you may be experiencing. Because I have seen so many women with nutrient deficiencies, it's one of the biggest reasons why I launched my Essentially Whole line, because I wanted to focus on supplements that were going to help support happy hormones and hormone regulation. And so there's a lot of great supplements there if you are looking for ways in which to fill in the gaps. Now, regarding great resources to go check out, one of my dearest friends, Nicole Jardim, I have episodes with her, but she also has a book called Fix Your Period. And then check out episode 100, why food is key to balancing your hormones plus how to treat key nutrient deficiencies. I'll have a link to this popular episode in the show notes. Now, luckily... You can begin to work on lowering stress levels. You can start working on your gut health and even boost some of those nutrient deficiencies without running a Dutch complete hormone test. However, I always recommend so you know what you're measuring. Now, if you suspect that it's a nutrient deficiency like magnesium or B vitamins or even an iron deficiency, 
and want to know the top supplements for balancing your sex hormones, I will have a link to my supplement cheat sheet, my hormone supplement cheat sheet for you to get your hands on so you can download and see which ones are right for you. Also, if you are looking for a comprehensive book on this, go and grab a copy of my best-selling The EO Hormone Solution. I will have a link for the book in the show notes. And it is amazing because it's a 14-day program that will reset your body and get your body back on track. I'm not gonna lie, this 14-day program is comprehensive. So it, it takes a little bit of work, but if you are down to spend 14 days to work on your body, this is a great program inside of that book. I will link for that as well. And I just wanna say thank you so much for listening in on the Essentially You podcast today. As always, this show is about providing you tools to rock your hormones and feel amazing in your body. If there is someone in your life that needs to hear this episode today, right? They are feeling like they would need a little bit of period love, a little bit of real talk when it comes to what's going down with your period. Take a moment, screenshot the episode and share it with them on social media or send it via text message. If you do share on social, definitely hashtag hormone literacy or hormone CEO. Until the next episode, have an amazing night.